0: do i get a special keanu reeves skin if i pre-order it dude if they sold the collector's edition with the keanu reeves statue (laughs) i would have bought that to be honest just for the statue alone. oh my god
1: honestly though
0: you have played
1: the game for a long time don't you have anything else to do with your time
0: gaming blues podcast Welcome to this week's Gaming Blues Podcast, the show with two polar opposite gamers discussing the hottest video games news and bicker about topics I come up with during my commute. My name is Andy, and always with me is the one and only Darren I Hate Resident Evil 1 McPhail.
1: I hate the original Resident Evil 1 McPhail to you.
0: This podcast is available on major podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, and whenever they approve it, Stitcher. One day. Welcome to the show. Well, Andy, we certainly got
1: a whole smack tab lot to talk about because it was E3.
0: We even took an extra day off to prepare. Quote-unquote prepare. Quote-unquote prepare. Which just means looking at YouTube videos. But hey, still preparation.
1: Hey, counts. It's got to mean for something. So E3
0: 2019 has to be one of the more, I would say, the... Oddest E3 of the year, because we're missing well, some. technically, it's the ma- only yeah. E3 of the year. Up, well, up Tee-hee. till now, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the one, the biggest news being that Sony wasn't going to actually show up for it, and they will just have their own conference. And Nintendo is doing what Nintendo always does, and does does not actually have a physical presence, but does their online presence. They did demo
1: on uh wednesday of that week they had all oh, their yeah. uh demos and they had the treehouse stream which they've been doing for the past three four years
0: Yeah, i'm saying like they didn't do a, like a actual like xbox yeah. they like, didn't have uh, a proper uh, conference. conference the only conferences were what bethesda
1: ubisoft microsoft ether uh ea yeah <laughs> oh i forgot about the ea one i was uh, gonna say e3 I was like wait a minute that's not a company <laughs> wait a minute that's the name of the whole show <laughs> Maybe the ESA will have their own conference to beg people to show up next year, but we'll and, see. And,
0: and also, Square Enix has their own had their own conference. That's they took correct. the Sony slot this year.
1: And to be fair, if Sony were there, it
0: would have just been the Square Enix conference. Very true. I mean, we would have also seen like hints about the new PS5 console, maybe, which has been leaked prior to E3.
1: Well, they announced it prior to E3. They did. They had uh, Mark Cerny do an interview. Is that a, well? It's not an official thing. You no, it's official. It's official as shit. Okay, whatever. he's the, like the lead designer slash engineer. He's been like leading
0: all of them, all the PlayStation systems. Look, if I don't see a trailer like what Microsoft did with their Scarlet going like, it's gonna have tiny frames per second in a video that explains absolutely nothing. It's not official.
1: It is official. Is there actual? Is <laughs> on their blog site.
0: Well, too bad. They invited it, it, it,
1: press to come talk to him so he could talk about it. And he talked about the loading times, and then later on, he did private demos that showed him uh, loading in Spider-Man PS4, which on a normal PS4 has notorious loading times, and it was loading in like five seconds
0: or Look,
1: less. What than I'm five trying
0: seconds. to say is, they did not do the traditional style when they announced it at E3. No. It, no. That's but what I'm trying to say. My
1: whole point is, is that they did it beforehand to like subvert, not just like subvert, but to like kind of shoot Microsoft in the foot a bit and be like, haha, we beat you with the announcement. Like their That's their announcements stop. plagued with, you know, don't actually see the box. You don't actually know fully what you're getting. You just get their, you know, their big buzzwords. And then Sony did the same thing, but just earlier. So Microsoft's entire press conference is undercut with but PS Five.
0: You know we're off to a great start. I gave blood today, and I'm fucking tired. I'm freaking irritated. <laughs> great start to the podcast. If I feel annoyed, listeners, it's not because I hate Darren the guts. It's because you're, it's because you're missing blood. I'm just missing on blood. I'm missing a lot of blood. Get, donate blood today, to, especially if you're in Canada. It's um, Blood Donation Week. Go to oh, your blood donation clinics and give today. That's my plug. Hopefully. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Today, the, the Gaming <laughs> Podcast is sponsored by... The blood Canadian Donorship. Blood Donate Society. <laughs> Donate your blood to keep this podcast alive. It gives generously. To all our five pound plus blood donors out there, you get this episode one week
0: early. To summarize the entire E3 event as a whole, I think even with the omission of Sony and other major players, I think... It kind of went beyond expectation, I would say. Because, to be honest, I had low expectation going in. Except for Square Enix's part.
1: But what made it go above your expectations?
0: I honestly thought that we already knew what they were going to show. But what we saw of the games we knew that was going to be there was amazing. And it's like content that I'm looking through over and over again on youtube on repeat um for example i say final fantasy 7 remake we knew and saw the trailer going prior to the e3 because they announced it in the final fantasy 7 concert which was the day before i think
1: played some solid midi files i heard it sucked Uh, yeah they straight up had a whole orchestra there and for a lot of songs and pieces they, no one in the orchestra played anything and they played the MIDI song from the original game and watched FMV video
0: yeah um, they showed the extended trailer of the trailer to showed at the orchestra and I thought well for one thing they showed up Tifa which everyone wanted to see Yeah. and they actually showed off more in-depth info about the, the battle system which I liked
1: yeah they showed, off, and... they showed off way more than anyone would have thought
0: and you'll probably agree with me there that up till until up until the Square Enix and the Nintendo conference, E3 was super dull.
1: Honestly, the only really big takeaway uh, from E3 was that uh, um, Keanu
0: Reeves was there in Cyberpunk. <laughs> that was like the big mm-hmm. takeaway. It really goes to show that if... All people remember about E3 is Keanu Reeves showing up to introduce a game and nothing else. Uh, He told people that they were wonderful. Breathtaking. Get
1: the word right. You're breathtaking. No, you're breathtaking. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, there was the one year where they had the Battlefield 1 uh, demo and it had all the celebrities playing it. So, like, that E3, I think was, like, 2015... Or 2016, that was all memorable because Snoop Dogg was playing against Zac Ephron in Battlefield, and that was like their big show moment. It was weird.
0: Mm-hmm. So sometimes the weird shit works. So I think, yeah, even this year was lacking in some content. There are there were moments that made up for it. So yeah, it yeah. went went beyond my expectation.
1: I, I think it was better than I anticipated because A, it's a really small show this year. B, we're missing Sony. And I think the big thing is we pretty much, every game shown we knew about, Mm
0: -hmm. more
1: or less, like they were already announced, they already had trailers, but they showed off so many games. Specifically, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Nintendo Direct, like you mentioned, those are what got people excited. Everything, but those don't even need, they didn't even need to be at E3, like those types of Announcements. No. They could have existed without it. So E3 was carried by those two. Like Ubisoft had a really poor conference. Bethesda's conference was a joke with the one guy going,
0: Woo! Yeah!
1: <laughs> Fallout 76 Battle Royale. I'll play 50 that. players. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was some Banjo Kazooie right there. Okay, so here's how it's going to go down for this podcast we will go through each of the games Dara and I had remote interest in and or super excited about one by one and Uh, we will share our thoughts about it.
1: I figure there's not much value in us talking about the stuff we do not care about and besides there's a lot of podcasts and streams and videos out of your various online personalities gushing and you have people who are just watching the conferences. Like, I think the best example is Pat from Angriest Pat and Pat Stares At, formerly of Super Best Friends. He's, like, sleeping through most of the conferences. Mm-hmm. I only watched, like, a bits and pieces of his footage, but, like, he was sleeping through most of it. Because outside of Square
0: and Nintendo, it was all pretty boring. I had more interest watching Apple's keynote introducing their software than watching an E3 conference. That's, that wasn't Sony... Uh, Square Enix or Nintendo. Shows a lot. Especially the PC Gamer one. Oh my
1: god. So, let's just uh, get this shit rolling.
0: First one on the list. You know, we we talked about the hit of the show. Keanu Reeves. (laughs) He's now (laughs) the internet's
1: darling.
0: Let's talk about Cyberpunk 2077. Which I consider... The Deus Ex 3, I will never get, but CD Projekt Red is awesome and will bring it to me game.
1: First of all, Cyberpunk (laughs) existed well before Deus Ex. Second of all, this is a different style of game. Similar themes and settings, but it's going to be a very different kind of sort of thing. Like, I have no doubt it's going to be really good. It's probably going to be out, my guess is, late next year, maybe 2021. Big game. That's what CD. Did they
0: announce the release date for that?
1: I think they did. I think they said it's coming out. Uh, I think it's like October of next year. April sixteenth, you fool. Okay, earlier than I thought, but uh, <laughs> let's be real. It's going to be pushed back. They pushed uh, back The Witcher a couple times. Witcher three, and they did for good reason because the game's kick ass and they made it really good. And they only killed half their development studio doing that, so now a lot they can to see. kill the other half. Yeah, now they can uh, they can really get everyone working. But I mean, it looks good. It looks promising. They're, they didn't really show a lot
0: new outside of Keanu Reeves being in the game. Apparently, I mean that must be like a big seller for a lot of people. Like,
1: yeah, but it. I wonder how big his role is. Like, is he like your mentor character? Is it kind of like? Uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting the actor's name. But do you know the actor who does Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones? I do not, but I know who you're talking but, uh, about. But they had a big announcement at a E3, or it might have been a game, a Gamescom, where mm-hmm. uh, he showed up, and he didn't show up, but they showed him off being the emperor of an empire in Witcher 3. He's the Nilfgaardian oh. emperor. And he sounds just like his Game of Thrones counterpart. And this was like at the peak of Game of Thrones popularity. So everyone was going nuts that they got him for the game. So... They've brought in, like, famous, you know, Western actors before. Tywin Lannister, right? Yes, Tywin.
0: Portrayed by Mr. Charles Dance.
1: Yes, he is such a good actor. That guy is amazing. And he killed it in Witcher 3, and Keanu Reeves is a cool dude. I like him. I don't know if his inclusion in Cyberpunk 2077 makes it a better game, or it doesn't change, like, my views on buying it, but... Mm-hmm. It, it's neat they'll get that Fortnite crowd that john wick crossover
0: one uh one thing i heard about the people who uh who played the actual e3 demo is that um how do i explain this easily like if you're in borderlands you know how athena or the siren like talks to you every now and then mm-hmm. like leading you toward like the right direction yeah I think Keanu Reeves apparently plays that role. He's like the voice in your head. <laughs> that talks every now and then. So he will be with you always.
1: <laughs> okay, this game just became 11 out of 10. I want to hear Keanu Reeves whispering in my ear as I go about my <laughs> objectives. Hey, you need to go right. Stab that guy. Shoot that guy. Hey, get to the
0: objective. Isn't this game breathtaking? No, you're <clears throat> breathtaking. Um, I was talking to Darren about this game prior to this, and I think we're sort of... I have mixed feelings about this game, to be honest. Cyberpunk, like initially,
1: or are you transitioning to a different title?
0: Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. Okay. My segues are not vague like this, sir. My segues <laughs> are crisp, clean, and to the point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um... Like initially, the original trailer you saw, where you saw like the cybernetic girl—I don't know what the correct like wording is—augmented girl, I cyborg, say. cyborg. Yeah. Um, when I initially saw that trailer, I was like super hyped. Like, wow! It's like, okay. I'll be very honest. I'm not that, um. Well, knowledgeable in the whole cyberpunk history in mm. terms of like game thematic lore. And the history behind like, you know, in movies and whatnot. Like
1: most people.
0: Yeah. Just take me as the ignorant casual. Um from from what I could relate to is like, oh, it's Blade Runner, the game. Like this is sick. Blade, Blade, kind of Blade Runner, Runner, Runner is game.
1: hugely inspired by like all the mm. same source material, and chances <clears> are this is probably hugely inspired by Blade Runner.
0: Like I love the the nightlife and the, like, the contrast between the Dark City and the Neon Lights and, like, the culture behind the cyberpunk. That's what I initially hooked me in the initial trailer, which they showed, like, a couple of years ago. Um, but now that I see the current version, like, the CG trailer they show where the main protagonist, like, takes the both, you know, the arm hands out and he, start killing people. You know, Adam Jensen had elbow swords. This guy just has arm swords. Internal forearm swords. Like, shot. I was like, that's cool, but... I don't know. Like the rest of the gameplay they showed, at least at the demo, as far as I can tell, because we're not at E3 and we can't really tell. The, un, um, other than the video we saw on YouTube, there's a lot of like daylight portions and everything's really colorful. I Even mean, the logo they shifted from like a dark one to like a neon blue and yellow. Which Darren said, "Oh, it's only a logo, so that's shouldn't really representative of the game." But like, I'm sort of having questions about the direction they're taking.
1: I mean, I'm fine with it because I know there's going to be a lot of nighttime segments. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a a balance between nighttime and daytime. So, like most, like it might even just be a day and night cycle, like Witcher Three, which would make perfect sense. So uh, we'll see. But I think I honestly think it's going to be it's going to turn out well. I have a lot of faith in this development studio. They've earned a lot of goodwill with Witcher Three and their past titles. And after seeing the studio at their height with the Witcher 3 DLCs, which I think is some of the best RPG gameplay content we've ever gotten in any game, I think they'll kill this. Because it's a a property that has a long storied history as a tabletop RPG, now turned into a full-blown RPG, but there's a lot to look forward to with it. And I think they'll deliver on it, and I'm curious to see how it plays once I get my hands on it. Did you pre-order it? Uh, not yet, because I don't generally pre-order games. Hmm. Do I get a special Keanu Reeves skin if I pre-order it?
0: Dude, if they sold the collector's edition with a Keanu Reeves statue... <laughs> I would have bought that, to be honest, just for the statue alone. Oh my like, god,
1: the power like... of Keanu Reeves. He will make us buy anything.
0: Somehow that guy became known as just Neo back in like several years ago now he's a john wick guy now he's just love. now he's the just world. keanu reeves now he's he's transcended his individual characters and is now just a meme like whatever he does people will love and he's such a down-to-earth guy like... he really is he's uh he's a great dude and uh
1: i think he is he is breathtaking everybody is gay for
0: keanu reeves it's Speaking not it's of- not gay it's keanu reeves <laughs> That's the podcast title right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of CD Projekt Red... Oh? Minor minor game news before we transition to another title. The Witcher 3 has been announced for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it... Why? Does it run at 30? Do they confirm that? Uh, they just confirmed it this morning, I think. I think it, it plays at 720p. Which, you know...
1: Fair. Not even the Xbox One version at launch ran at 1080. It
0: ran at like 900 something. Hmm. I mean, like, you know how Breath of the Wild undocked only get like you can last like two hours ish playing the game. Skyrim is even Sky, worse. Yeah. Skyrim's even worse. Skyrim's like an hour and a half. Witcher's not gonna last a lot no. under
1: fucking <laughs> <laughs> unless they optimize the shit out of it. I'm gonna be super curious to see how that runs, because uh, like the the actual screenshots don't look terrible, but they definitely look not as good as a PC version, mm-hmm. and the other console ports already suffered from not looking
0: great. All right, you ready for this, Darren? I got the actual specs in front of me. The Witcher he- Switch version will run 540p on handheld. And it will run 720p with dynamic resolution enabled on screen. Which I'm guessing is 720p What just like... Uh, some kind of like HDR slash high resolution pack magic. Mm-hmm. Which is okay, I guess. Like, it really begs the question of all the releases during like this like the Nintendo conference, there's a lot of Switch ports coming for There's the a
1: shit ton of Switch
0: games coming out. How do you actually feel about that? Like, they're doing the whole thing where they're not releasing original games as much and they're resorting to remasters and or ports of existing games to, like, fill its library.
1: Well, you have to keep in mind, Nintendo doesn't normally get access to a lot of third-party stuff. So they're, for the Switch is, like, the first time since, like... Super Nintendo, GameCube even, uh, that the third parties have wanted to develop or port over their games. And I think having everything on Switch is cool, especially for games that lend themselves well to portable play or being able to go back and forth. And I think just letting more people play games is awesome. That's why I'm always a big advocacy for uh, getting games on Steam or getting games on like all the consoles. Like I think that's great. More people get to play it. Helps fill... Like, the problem would... I'd only have a problem with it if that's all Nintendo showed. And they're like, we're only showing you Witcher 3 ports. We're only showing you our indie games that are, like, third parties that we're help, we're helping pay for or what have you. But since it's a combination, I think it's a stronger package overall. And it's kind of neat to have Witcher 3 on a cartridge with all the DLC and everything together. Like, that's kind of cool. I might... Buy that just
0: for curiosity's sake. I think the only gripe or <clears throat> concern I have with all these Switch port is, is well, for for the first thing, it's not aimed at me. This is only for aimed at people who can who only have Switch as their main gaming console. Or just people who want to play these games on the go. On the go. But my problem is they're actually asking for let's say let's take the resident evil ports for example i think they will be at least 49.99 release isn't for uh
1: resident evil 4 like 30 something dollars which yes. is really expensive mm-hmm. considering the pc version which is the which the four ports on Switch is based off of is like 20 base price so and nintendo has sale, nintendo tax like, like for instance we'll talk about this later but Their whole um, mana collection, that cost on the Canadian eShop is $50 plus tax, Mm -hmm. which is frickin' steep for a port of a Game Boy game and two Super Nintendo games. Like, that's a steep asking price. And Nintendo's notorious, like, a great example is, this is kind of like a low-key announcement slash leak they had with... uh, Nino Kune uh Wrath of the White Witch coming out to modern systems as a remaster and then the PS3 version is being ported to Switch. And the messed up thing is both the remaster and the Switch port are the same price and the Switch version is literally just the PS3 version.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can go out to any game store and buy that for like 15 bucks. And for the same game, it, they're they're basically charging you nearly full, like fifty dollars for it. So I I'm not a fan of that. Like I for ports like that, I usually wait for a sale, or I need to really like the game to want to buy that.
0: That's also the thing too. Nintendo Switch games rarely goes on sale, even if it's like games of, like, existing IPs.
1: It's pretty much only the third-party stuff goes on sale. Their their stuff seldom does. Like, right now, Mario Kart's on sale, but it's it's only, like, a $15 sale. It's not like a... Like, if you go on the PlayStation Store right now, you could get Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition for, like, $12. bucks. you are never going to see that for a Nintendo first-party. And even their third-party stuff seldom gets
0: that cheap. I think the best consumer thing in my opinion would be if force they can't do this for all games but let's take the Resident Evil one for example if they bundle up th- uh, 5 and 6 into one game then i wouldn't mind paying six like the full um msrp for that which is 79 in canadian and 59 usd and or they just uh, release it as an online version and make it cheap and that's the one thing i don't get either like the online price online version price and the physical Price is the same. That shouldn't be the case. If you, the online version should be a bit cheaper because you're not paying for the packaging. It's like money. that on
1: consoles too. PS Four is similar, where they charge you more or less the same.
0: Like overall, like that's one practice I don't understand. For I developers. don't,
1: I don't agree with it either. It's 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 the whole convenience versus getting the physical thing. So it literally just comes down to a preference of how lazy you are versus. Or how busy you are, I guess, How is another way to look at it. Like, are you going for the convenience, or do you want a physical version of this? Even though physical copies in this day
0: and age have less value than ever. Unless you really rely on EB for the trade promotions. Which, Yay. I have a funny story to tell about You're that. You're not going to be able to rely on it for much longer. No, no, no. Here's, here's thing. Um, you thing. Know, they always have sales during E3s. All the uh, big retailers give discounts. The most common one was like, oh, we'll take 30% off of all your E3 pre-orders. Yeah. So what EB Games did is if you bring, if you trade two qualifying games, we'll give, well, I'm talking from the perspective of uh, GameStop for the States and EB Games in Canada, we'll give that pre-order for free. Trade two games, qualifying, get a pre-order wow. for free. Wow. Here's the funny part. Um, there's a game called Carnival Games. Which I don't know what it is, but it's apparently a collection of carnival games. It's on the list. It qualifies as for the trade in. So theoretically if you bring two in, you can get uh E3 pre-ordering for free. Best Buy at the time So the joke is like this game was retailing for like twenty nine or like forty nine ninety nine, give or take. This game went on sale at Best Buy for nineteen ninety nine. Oh no. So let's do the math here. Our E3 pre-order game costs $79. Now it's all of a sudden like $50. <laughs> yep, you just buy two of those Carnival games and it'll cost, and you'll save like four, th- 30 to $40. Dollars. And here's what I heard. Is that still going on? Here's the kicker. So that qualifies for all three systems, not just Xbox. So what I heard was someone actually bought brought in like 30 of those oh my god or something like that to trade in and eat they had to take it down on the trade list (laughs) (laughs) because they didn't know best buy was running a sale on that game. oh
1: my god that's so bad oh they're doomed they're doomed they have no no hope
0: and here's the here's the extra thing I don't know if this is a coincidence, but at the same time, EB Games had announced that their online price checking system on their website, so you don't have to call in or check some like weekly PDF every time to see like how much your game is worth. <laughs> That's freaking wild. Yep. So one EB is pra- is just stuck with thirty copies of Carnival games for Xbox One.
1: That's so freaking. Dumb.
0: Speaking of dumb. Oh Bethesda. Bethesda games. Hmm. Mm. Is there
1: anything there that you actually want to talk about?
0: Yeah, it's it's a minor touch. So I don't really care about the Fallout games, I'll be very honest. I play three and four. I don't know. I play three and New Vegas. Fun games. I didn't play seventy six because for obvious reasons. Yeah now one thing i did not expect and this was out of left field well not really but shinji mikami the original i would say the visionary behind resident evil and is also the director of the evil within series which bethesda published i think
1: yes they published both of them
0: yes so he came on the stage um maybe people expected oh another evil within game is coming out Ooh. But and this time he brought someone else with him. Oh, I think her name is Easy. Iz- you don't know the Izumi. name of
1: your new favorite developer?
0: All I could think of was Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keanu <laughs> Reeves is my favorite developer now. Okay. Shinji Mikami and Keanu, Re- Keanu Reeves present. All right. Ghostwire. So this g- new game, Shinji Mikami san announced called Ghostwire Tokyo. He brought on Miss Ikumi Nakamura, the creative director. And um, after some research, I found out that she's the she was the creative director behind games like Okami and Bayonetta. So she has some pedigree behind her that she can create visually super attra- appealing games. Yeah, don't say attractive.
1: And Bayonetta is really weird looking.
0: Appealing. Um, so they announced a new game called Ghostwire Tokyo. Now it was only a CG trailer, but what you see in the trailer is very uncanny valley level of to- level of like Tokyo in a way. Like the graphics in that game in a trailer kind of like creeped me out because like like this looks semi real. I mean, it was all uh, CG, right? Even yeah, even if it was CG, I'm like, wow, like we finally have reached a point where you know they can just create realistic looking Tokyo. So the premise is people are just suddenly vanishing, leaving only their clothes behind. And there's obviously some Japanese... um, There's a Japanese
1: girl, like a shrine maiden ghost out there somewhere doing this.
0: Just picking up people and making them disappear. And the main protagonist, or antagonist maybe, is a black... Hooded man holding a bow, enchanted with some probably yokai powers. Who knows? And the joke going around is he's Hawkeye from the Avengers, and this is basically what he was doing in in Tokyo <laughs> when everyone was looking for the like the Infinity Stones.
1: But stars. Andy, this wasn't the Square Enix conference. They don't have that connection.
0: No, no. Think about it. People are disappearing suddenly, and there's a Hawkeye-looking character with a bow going killing people. <laughs> it's just coincidence a,
1: it's just a creative coincidence <laughs> ah, anyway uh,
0: yeah it's um to sell. get back on the real track i think the premise is really good for a horror game it's really colorful Hi, um the graphics are insane even for a cG trailer i'm actually let me finish oh. i know i shouldn't fall for cg trailers ever since the Killzone two incident but for a cG trailer it really got me hooked and I, the talent behind it, as you said about the cyberpunk, how the developer, their pedigree with The Witcher Three, like gives you the confidence that their game will do well. And since Nakamura-san is doing this, and she, her background is games like Okami and Bayonetta, but f- also gives, yeah, correct. And correct me gives wrong. me confidence that it will be good. But she okay? is
1: a character <laughs> designer slash artist, correct? Yes, she's not actually a game designer slash director.
0: She will be working along with. She's basically a director, I think. Is like Shinji like,
1: Miyamori the director? Or is he producing?
0: I think she's the one taking over because people are talking about how she's like, like the new young, new young talent, given okay. like the directing role. Because I was gonna say, you
1: like- you're you're, put, you're reading a lot. You're like those people when that freaking PlayStation State of Play Final Fantasy 7 trailer came out. You're like one of those, like pulling all these things out of this trailer, whereas I watch it, I'm like, I don't know how this actually plays. I don't know what the game is.
0: I'll be very honest, even for that even for that Final Fantasy trailer, when I first saw it, I don't really wasn't that amazed. I don't know but, like, like, I was but, but my
1: point is you're getting an extreme amount out of it out of not a lot and i'm curious to see how that pays off in the game because i don't even know what the gameplay is do you, you don't even know
0: what the gameplay is but that's the point of getting people hyped, though. It worked for me. Like, I, 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 I know. I, I maybe just, those like casual plebs that you're talking about gets excited over trailers, I'm but I'm just
1: remarking that I find it very interesting that you're this excited over something that we have so little for. I find that very interesting.
0: I'm a fucking weeb. Like, you throw anything Japanese mythology <laughs> in my way, I'm like, shit, I'm sold. Just take my money, fuck it. Dang. So you're going to get that rice game then for Switch, right? I'm semi cautious because they made i am Setsuna. <laughs> again pedigree pedigree yeah i
1: pedigree. mean
0: Every, everything's about pedigree and keanu reeves but
1: <laughs> everything's pedigree and keanu reeves um
0: yeah um Ghostwire tokyo um anticipated game even though i know nothing about it like that's how borish this e3 was a trailer got me hyped over more than the other games
1: i mean that's fair it's an action um, adventure with supernatural elements.
0: It might be evil within modern-day Tokyo with Maybe. bows.
1: We'll have to see. Um,
0: put, put that on your radar, people. It might be a hit of the year. Or not it not this might year, be like evil
1: within one.
0: Even that game, I was super hyped for the tra- Buy the trailer. <laughs> well...
1: Power to you, I suppose.
0: I will make remember this moment. I called it. Ghost of Tokyo will be good.
1: All right. It's recorded. It's out there. Uh, uh, I hope it's good. We got him. We got him.
0: It'll be good. I swear. I mean, to be honest, like... What else we got? <laughs> to be hyped about. We got two, so many games coming out, like, end of this year. The next few years going to be, like, really... Could be a bit slow because yeah. we're getting so much by the end of the year and like early. There's this year. a
1: lot that's going to be coming out in, by the end of June and then uh, coming forward. There's going to be a, a lot. So we have a lot to look forward to. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff.
0: August, September, November is going to be insane this year. Speaking of things releasing soon, hmm, which one do you want to tackle first? Pokemon or.
1: I thought hmm. it would make more sense before going to Nintendo stuff. I think we should just do all the Nintendo stuff at once since that was
0: like a closed right. ecosystem of excitement. All right. All right. Then I know how to do this. We're not even going to touch the Sony yet. I'm going to do speed round. I'm going to say games of things that were announced and let's see if we care about it or not. Ready? Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite. Meh. Gears 5. Meh. We're done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Star Wars Fallen Order. I'm semi-excited for that only because it actually looks like a decent action game. They did just confirm that there will be no limb
1: cutting in that game. Bit of a bummer for me. Because if you ever played the Jedi Knight game, specifically Jedi Knight Outcast on PC, you could put in a cheat code and your lightsaber all of a sudden becomes a one-shot kill but enemy lightsabers become a one-shot kill against you, and limbs fly off. Mm-hmm. So when you go around fighting stormtroopers, all of a sudden it's way more entertaining. So you, cut a, like you cut a guy at the leg, and he falls over, because his legs cut off. There's a, And it's, it's a cool mechanic, and it, and it makes lightsaber duels super intense, because the instant one of you gets hit, you're like chopped in half. So
0: So in the new game, none of that.
1: The new game is clearly more of an action adventure. It looks more like Prince of Persia than like a character action game, which Jedi Knight was always a borderland, like somewhere between his borderline first person shooter, third person character action game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But like early, like late 90s, early 2000s style character action game where combat was very loose, but quick.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Whereas this looks to be a much tighter polished title, more like an Uncharted or Tomb Raider style thing with the wall running, how you maneuver the environment, and then combat is combo based, but also is power based. So it looks somewhere, I'd say if you look at like Prince of Persia, like that's what this looks like, which is cool. Not exactly what I want out of a Star Wars game, but it might, I'm probably not the target demographic.
0: Who is a target demographic for this game?
1: Kids who play Star Wars and who like oh, Star really? Wars movies. It's for the next gen. It's for the people that are watching the TV shows, who are watching the movies. And the one thing I think is disappointing about this game is that set during between episodes three and four, which, as of the new continuity, when they took out all the other Expand Universe stuff, is probably the most used setting for films and spin offs. I would prefer Mm. to see, like, stuff between, like, 6 and 7. Because we don't know what the fuck happened between those movies.
0: I'm pretty sure they'll make spinoff movies for that. Oh,
1: they're going to make spinoff movies of everything. Chewbacca's going to get his own movie at some point. Where everyone's going to get their own movie. Keanu Reeves is
0: going to get his own movie. Lando Calarissian movie featuring Keanu Reeves. I mean, (laughs)
1: it's kind of Han Solo. But, uh... Not black. anyway. Yeah, Jedi Knight Fallen Order. I'm sure it'll be fine, but I, I'm not convinced it's going to be a big hit or if it's going to be something I'll really care about.
0: I'm surprised they were pushing how great the Frostbite engine is because they're showing off all of the like, demo. EA is
1: requiring all their studios to use it. It's why Anthem sucked because they forced them to use Frostbite and that engine was not meant for that. It was meant for freaking Battlefield. It wasn't meant for like Mass Effect and... Dragon Age. Like they had to their developers had so many headaches trying to freaking... you because they forced them to use Frostbite because they put so much money in developing it.
0: But Frostbite has great hair engine.
1: It's got great snow. I'll tell
0: you that much. And particle effects. Moving on. Um let's see. What else did they announce? Oh, Fallout seventy six has a battle royale mode.
1: <laughs> Pass. Uh, Doom Eternal looks good. Surprising nobody.
0: Go buy it. I might buy it when it goes on sale, but I might buy it when it goes on you sale. You should
1: play the first or the rebooted Doom. Because that's a really good
0: game. I think I have that. It's really good. You should. All right. I think this is the major one that you might be more interested in than I am. The Elden Ring from From Software, starring George R.R. R. Martin's writing. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's the key note. It seems to be based off of Nordic mythology. There's already lore videos out about it. So, could be cool. I would prefer to see gameplay over... like this. Uh, my reaction to this is the opposite of your reaction to Ghostwire, which is, I am... I'm like, okay, cool, glad it exists Come back when you have gameplay Mm -hmm. Because if I don't know what the actual game is I I don't care
0: Is this an Xbox exclusive? No, they just showed it off at the conference Just like Tales of Arise I was talking about with you on how, I was like, you should get an Xbox One So you can play Tales of Arise I was so confused, I was like, why?
1: (laughs) Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense because that game is multi-platform, but Microsoft probably gave them a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of spotlight, a little bit of money. But hey.
0: Yeah, don't talk about hey, it this is the one uh, of the Nintendo 14, conference. This
1: one of the 14 games coming to Xbox. Come to our conference. And it's like, oh yeah, coming out to Steam and PS4 as well. But uh, that actually looks really cool. Tales of Arise is awesome. For those that don't know, I'm a big Tales fan. Haven't played one in a hot minute. But, uh... We've been using the same engine since Tales of Zillia, mm-hmm. which is a 2009 PS3 game, all the way up until 2016. Finally, they invested in a new engine that prioritizes frame rate and uh, a unique uh, shell, s- cell shaded visual style. <laughs> shell
0: shaded. She shells <laughs> by the shore. They but, uh, my shells with the shishos. winter go home.
1: But, uh, point being Tales of Arise looks really cool. It has a story that involves two different planets and two different protagonists from different planets meeting each other and they go on an anime adventure and it looks cool and it's the first time in like five years I've been excited
0: about a new Tales game. And they finally broke out of the... well. Did it actually show gameplay for that trailer? Uh, they have pieces of gameplay out there. The- Is it still like flat 2D? No, not flat 2D. The camera still locks in like that kind of horizontal view. Uh,
1: I don't think so. Be- ever since uh, Zestria, you can move the camera. Okay. It's been the what's harder- so different about this game then? Does a the new engine? Thing? New engine. So it's going to be a new battle system, new gameplay, and it's going to be more. It's honestly just a chance for the series to finally not look like a budget title. Mm -hmm. Which is great, because the Tales series has been made on a budget since like 2008, 2005? No, 2005. Or maybe even earlier, because they almost came out annually. So, uh, it's high time. They finally got a new engine. This looks really promising. I don't have a lot to go on for the story yet. But from Mm -hmm. a gameplay and visual perspective, I'm really excited to finally
0: have a new take on this series. Awesome. All right, next game on the we don't know much about, so we're going to pass over. Double Fine has been acquired by Microsoft, I think. Maybe, I don't know. I don't. I personally well, am ambivalent to anything they create. So they announced Psychonauts 2. I think they announced that they have been acquired by Microsoft games because I think I saw... Double Fine Twitter answering. Yeah, they gave us a lot of money. And that explains the whole acquisition process. See, this is how much we care about Psychonauts. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, it just looks like Psychonauts 1. Which is really cool for people who want that. But I don't. Hmm. Alright. Let's quickly touch up on Ubisoft. On what they showed. They showed a bunch of Rainbow Six. Grandma's attacking people. New Watchdog. Grandma's attacking people. Uh, new Division 2 content. And another new Rainbow Six content, Quarantine, which I heard is a three-person co-op mode. Hmm. Fun. They also teased a new game, which was an Assassin's Creed game. And I was like, what the hell, Ubisoft? You actually know how to make other things than, like Assassin's Creed? Which, but the title escapes me. It's about, It's like a, um, cartoon style. Game. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Fuck. Oh my god! I know, I'm probably gonna cut the Ubisoft for after the Rainbow Six part. Who knows?
1: But uh, Ubisoft had nothing really exciting to show. It was probably the weakest conference. It's cool that they showed off. They like they showed off content they could show off anywhere. It didn't really matter
0: that they show it off at uh, E3. All right, so that's Ubisoft out of the way. Bethesda announced the Fallout stuff, Ghostwire. E3 announced another new E3. FIFA, obviously. Oh, sorry, EA. Ugh. I gave blood. Um, EA <laughs> announced new FIFA, which is an annual thing, so who cares? And then the Star Wars. What, and, which you got yeah, over. And that pretty much was it. Uh, like, Microsoft had stuff
1: like Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is cool, because Ori and the Blind Forest is a cool game. They showed off Outer World, the Outer Worlds, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, Obsidian's new game, which looks like a Bioshock-esque Fallout first-person style RPG. Uh, it has an exclusivity deal at the Epic Game Store as well, which is a bit of a bummer. But, uh, it, like, it looks really cool, and although, like, the demos and all the feedback for it have been uh, really well received. So it's probably going to be really good. It's not exclusive to Xbox, but they showed it off like it was. There's Minecraft Dungeons for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for us per se, uh, but the biggest... Andy, what's the biggest event out of the uh, Microsoft conference? The biggest event? What's the biggest? the biggest announcement they had?
0: Keanu Reeves? No. Guess again. <laughs> Project Scarlet? Guess again. That, that, that was my guess, to be honest.
1: Well, PS5. you're wrong! We're getting Fantasy Star Online 2 in the
0: West! That's also coming for PS4 and Switch. And yes,
1: but they had a partnership <laughs> deal with Xbox, which is why it was at the Xbox conference. Even though it's coming out to everything, but who cares Fantasy okay. Star Online 2 is coming out to the freaking West after like eight years. That's fucking crazy. I'm excited to play it because I've, I'm a fan of the classic Genesis games. I missed out on playing the original Fantasy Star Online, and goddammit, it, I created a Japanese online account to play, and I used an IP address switcher to play Fantasy Star Online 2 in Japanese. Is that illegal. Years ago, I still get Japanese emails from Sega asking me and telling me about promotions for the game. I'm excited to play in English because it's pretty fun and it's free. Is it fun? Yeah, it's it's like an action RPG. It's It's got like a really cool addictive element to it. Like it's a good game. It's just something that we've not really been able to play. Especially because Sega Japan keeps banning people who don't use IP address
0: switchers. Give me your elevator pitch on why the game is good.
1: Uh, you have exciting, fast-paced RPG combat. You have a unique character system that involves your level-ups. And you also have a unique crafting system based off the drops. Think Monster Hunter, but in a in a uh, space setting. How does this stack up nowadays? I couldn't tell you because I haven't played it in like six oh. years but i i'm excited to try it again and it's free so what do i have to lose
0: major disappointment <laughs> but
1: i i suffer that with every new game oof
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was actually surprised by they actually bothered to bring it over to I mean, the it, west it, after all it these years came out of nowhere and the cool thing is it's another home console game Unless you play it on PC. Well, I mean I
1: mean it's an MMO playable on a console.
0: Which is cool. Do you think a lot of people Okay, here two part question. A, will Western people care outside of those who actually know the series? And B, do people even know what Fantasy Star Online is? No. And no. <laughs> no to both. <laughs>
1: it's probably not gonna go super well, but
0: who knows? I mean well, this is a bad take, but free to play MMORPGs do well as long as they keep providing content for the And it, this for game example. has.
1: This game's had co- content come up up until now, including a brand new supersized boob slider. And the ability to add six boobs to your character. Did you say six? Did I stutter? Moving on. <laughs> It's true. It's funny because (laughs) that patch dropped right before this announcement, so people were googling (sighs) Fantasy Star Two, Fantasy Star Online Two, and this popped up as a news story.
0: On any anybody, any female class,
1: right now, type in Fantasy Star Online Two into your Google search. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good.
0: I'm good. I'm good. Because I I saw the niche gamer post about like how people are googling it. And they're finding about the article that explains, like, the boob slider and the six boob.
1: <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's it's a thing.
0: Isn't there a mech class in that game? Yes, too, so you there's get...
1: robots. It's cool. Like, if you ever played Fantasy Star Online or the Fantasy uh, Star Zero on the DS or any of the PSP games, it's all those core classes are carried over. And it's a shared universe with all that stuff. So there's callbacks to everything. It's cool. This game's fun. Believe me, give it a try at the very least.
0: I watched the anime and the enemy tanked.
1: The anime sucked. Don't watch the anime.
0: (laughs) Um, Great, I'm just at a loss that you're enthusiastic about a boob slider. Not truly, but but
1: it's an exciting thing because it's like a trending search topic for this game. It's what people are going to remember it for. it's gonna be the big takeaway it's gonna it's gonna be part of their marketing maybe
0: all right let's wrap up the microsoft section they also announced gears 5 which everyone knew about and expected and assumed and and it came true yep and spoilers from gears 4 the main female character whose name escapes me is related to the locust queen in the from the original trilogy And they're trying to figure out what to do about that. Is it Marcus
1: Phoenix's mom?
0: No. What? That's what people speculated, but I don't think that was true. No, it's not true.
1: I personally don't really care about the Gear story all that much, so... The
0: original trilogy was okay. Uh, My wife. Everyone's wife. (laughs) Dom! Okay. I think I will make this a different podcast topic, but touch on it quickly Xbox did their thing again when they did Xbox Scorpio and they announced a new console with some random ass name called Project Scarlet and it's got to have 120 FPS 8K resolution How many teraflops? does not say about using the new Ryzen CPU architecture with their <laughs> new AMD Navi GPU architecture that was
1: their big push for Xbox One was teraflops teraflops
0: no teraflops this time. Okay. So we're done. We're done through the... Well, I shouldn't say like the minor one, but quote-unquote, the lesser Compared of...
1: Compared to everything else, this is the small
0: fry shit. So if you listeners, if you have stayed with us for the first hour, welcome to the actual content of this podcast. Welcome we to the part care where we're
1: about. actually passionate. We actually care
0: about Well, I cared about boot sliders, but here we are. Who doesn't? I super peaked there. Let me do that again. Six. Who doesn't care about boob sliders? Six, day? Andy. Six. Six. Can I place them anywhere I want? Yes! <laughs> Ew.
1: You can
0: What's wrong with you people?
1: It's not me! I didn't make it!
0: All right. Let's go... Hmm. This is actually a good problem which one do we tackle first do we tackle square enix first or do we tackle nintendo i say we tackle nintendo first because you have a lot to talk about for the square enix side especially for those secret mana releases
1: i don't really have that much to say
0: what kind of JRPG guy are you? We're talking Nintendo, but,
1: people. No, but if you look and go, <laughs> whoa, they're bringing over Seiken Sendetsu 3, which is Secret of Mana 2, which is the third Mana game. That's crazy. It's like, that's all I really have to say because it's fucking random.
0: Sound guy, you So are.
1: basically, they released a Mana Games collection, which comes with the original Game Boy game, which is like a Zelda-esque uh, top-down action RPG. They, it comes with Secret of Mana, which is one of the most overrated Super Nintendo games of all time. It kind of plays like trash. And they brought over Seiken Sendetsu, uh, Seiken Sendetsu 3, which is one of the big lost gems of the Super Famicom era. It never came out in North America. It's a super polished, really good-looking Super Nintendo action RPG. Highly recommend looking at it. It's like one of the first games I personally ever emulated and used a fan patch to play. It's been out for a long time and playable in that format. It is now brought over as part of this Mana collection, which came out in Japan like two years ago at the Switch launch. And everyone in the West was like, oh, why don't we get that? Then out of nowhere, they announced it. They announced they're bringing over the third Mana game. It's called Trials of Mana now. And on top of that, they're going, hey, bitches, we're remaking Trials of Mana. You just got it for the first time. Now here's a a full-blown remake that actually looks kind of good. Which is shocking because their Secret of Mana uh, modern remake port was of questionable quality and of uh, mixed quality. So
0: that's Thank the whole bit about it. That's
1: all it is. That's all it is. They're bringing over a game they never brought over out of nowhere. And they're also remaking it, which is crazy. Maybe it'll be good. Cool. It's mm-hmm. cool. I bought it, so it's done.
0: That's it. Alright, guess we're talking to Square Enix. So <laughs> Alright, let's talk about game of show. Outlanders. No, 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 no. Outriders. <laughs> Get your shit right. God. I'm lying. We're not talking about it let's go over it quickly no this was no not outriders (laughs) um first things first every single final fantasy music of the main game is now available for music streaming which is awesome because up until now i've been just listening to it on youtube and or do what darren does do ip shift shifting and or do vpn to access the American iTunes because they have all the Square Enix music when the can- Canadian one doesn't. But now it's available in Canada.
1: Hooray!
0: Fuck yeah! Now, if only they can bring the near music, I'd be very happy. But we can't. We're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, <laughs> my diva statue fell over. Fuck. Um, keeping up the tradition of the remaster. Final Fantasy VIII has been HD remastered. Didn't we literally just talk
1: about the possibility of a port like last episode?
0: Yes, we did. And I I was talking about how they might just do the whole Final Fantasy VII remake treatment. I think you argued that they're just going to bring over or just remaster it. Like updating the uh, textures and whatnot. And they did. And which was funny because we're talking about like, oh, they have to pull from like the original source. Do they even have the original they code don't. anymore? They don't. They
1: pulled from a ROM for sure.
0: <laughs> so I heard it was good according to the people who played it on site. So given how I didn't actually play 8 that much and the drawing, I hate the draw system. I might try this again. I would be who down
1: knows? to try it for the novelty of it. Especially since growing up, I didn't really care for... Um... Final Fantasy 7 in general, like, growing up. But then, like, later in life, I grew an appreciation for it. And then my playthrough now, I've been enjoying it. So, I like, I've played other main Final Fantasy games since I didn't grow up enjoying them that much. But uh, I think it could be cool. And the graphics, like, the new visuals look, like, really good. Like, mm-hmm. the new character models are of an outstanding quality. And half the reason to play that game is for the music alone.
0: Because the music's really good in 8. I hope the music's also some, somewhat remastered. Anyway. Don't give, Probably with not. With a Square Enix port, don't give your hopes up. I mean, they did it for X and X2.
1: Yeah, but the, they made a much bigger deal out of that. And they're also not taking MIDI uh, tracks.
0: <laughs> one can only hope. Yeah. All right, another one on the remaster list. Crystal Chronicles, which was only available on the GameCube, and you needed it's that GBA available. cord to properly play it in a Game Boy Advance. Now it's available on mobile. Huh. Huh. Remastered. It's there for somebody. Also for Switch and PS4. It's actually coming to a Sony console now. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So I guess something does come out good from this whole remaster remastered debacle that You can play games that was exclusive to only, like, one console. I can play anywhere. Good on you. All right. One last game before we talk about the big one. The most anticipated by the... I want to say the Western community. The Western gaming community. The Avengers game, which they teased a while ago. That got announced, like two years ago two three it was like brief too like oh Square Enix is taking on the Avengers project and everyone was like
1: ooh it was a while ago for sure
0: and now we saw the trailer and I'm like what am I looking at that's what a lot of people were wondering like this is what I get after all this time of waiting like
1: yeah yeah
0: it's weird like i don't mind how the characters look because obviously if they take well how the actors look like that's like probably like a licensing issue i can assume yeah that's like whatever but like gameplay wise it's like what what is it like from the trailers i can't even tell what's going on you control one hero at a time it's over the, over the shoulder kind of style kind of game action game like the graph, I know it's still in like probably an alpha stage or whatever, but the graphics doesn't stand out to me as like wow, this is a Square Enix game, and or the gameplay is like okay, this looks cool. Like this is basically the opposite of what Ghostwire did for me, and this had the Avengers trailer had gameplay in it, and Ghostwire didn't. But one got me hyped and one didn't. Avengers, you see felt, where I'm going with this?
1: Avengers felt very sterile. It it was straight. It was cool that they showed off the voice actors, and they got a lot of big names on the title. They have Nolan North, they have Travis Willingham, they have Laura Bailey. Um, I'm off the top of my head. I, I'm I'm losing the uh, the other two, but. Uh, Point being, they got a lot of big names in the industry and they have great chemistry together. I think, Troy Baker is, a, is another one. Troy Baker's there. Of course he is. And they showed them off, but they did this thing where instead of going, hey, like, how's the game? Like talking to voice actors, the voice actors just talked about the, their characters they're playing, which, you know, that's fair. That's what voice actors do. But it didn't really do a lot to get people hyped. The big thing was they're like, oh, it's four player co-op. You get to play with your friends. You're like, okay. Like that's neat, but it just looks so, it looks Bail. like a 2004 superhero game in terms of gameplay. Like visually, they it looks yeah. good. They didn't
0: show off the co-op part either no. in the trailer, did they? No. And it's they're just having like a beta. hero. Yeah. They're having a beta. Yeah. So. Okay. It's weird. I somewhat expected this to be running on the 15 engine. It's basically the, you know, the multiplayer portion of the game, mm-hmm. the separate one. If they just took that and put Avenger skin on it, that's what I somewhat expected for this game. Open no. world, <laughs> four player co op. You get in a party, you go do like raids of like. Okay, I mean the weird but, thing is we also have Ultimate Alliance three coming out, which is. I bet you that game will be better
1: than this. I mean, from the other from right two now. are really fun. So uh, who knows?
0: I think this like game like again it's like judging from initial trailers which is a bad practice nowadays which i still do anyway but i think it's just missing it's like the whole thing about like what is it i'm still confused about that it's an action rpg game co-op whatever but like what is it i'm still missing that factor yeah what do you think i mean i don't really have much to
1: add like it could be cool it didn't really show well at the uh, at the press conference, so they're p- clearly putting a lot of money and uh, attention to it as Avengers is quite hot right now with uh, Endgame and all that. So we're just going to have to see. But they have a lot to live up to because Spider-Man PS4 is pretty kick-ass. And if they can't be as good
0: or better than that, then they're going to fail. Name me a Square Enix developed action RPG game. Deus Ex, like X. straight up, no, straight up action game. Okay. Deus Ex.
1: No, they published God. it just like Avengers, bitch. Tomb Raider, up, they published it, action. bitch.
0: Crystal Dynamics made that game. Yeah, they're
1: making this game. Square Enix. Oh, that's-, that's the thing. Square Enix only develops like two games at a time. Everything else is just their public, they're
0: publishing. Okay, that's Okay, that's the point I forgot about. Like, you know Crystal Dynamics is making this, right? Yeah, and they made the Tomb Raider the new Tomb Raider games. Is Tomb Raider really fast paced action? Uh, I don't know if I'd it's, describe
1: it's... it as fast paced, but it's like it's pretty quick. It's like the first like Tomb Raider, the reboot, and Rise of the Tomb Raider are pretty good games. Like Rise of the Tomb Raider is considered to be quite good. And like, it's, a, it's just a different style of game. Like, they're a competent developer. It's just up to whatever they're allowed to do. Like, they clearly weren't allowed to use the movie-likeness like, like likeness of the characters. Curious to see how it's going to pan out. Like, it, it could be good, or it could just be really underwhelming.
0: I think Crystal Dynamics is great at what they do best. I might consider this a mismatch sort Maybe... I mean, I'm I'm probably wrong. But who does it if not them? Who do you give it to? Platinum Games. <laughs> um, if
1: it's not like their main focus,
0: like if they're going for a cinematic feel, then yes, Crystal Dynamics is good for.
1: Remember the last time Platinum Games was given a four-player co-op game? We got Ninja down.
0: Turtles. Oh, which was trash. I mean, who who would you give it to if you had to choice? Hmm. Cuz I can't really think of a developer that is known for making really fast-paced action games. Give it Other to Ninja, Ninja Theory. Like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Avengers from you Cry. cap. Fuck
1: you, Stark.
0: <laughs> Not this time, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, cap. <laughs> <laughs> that's what oh gonna my be God. you know what screw it Crystal Dynamics is a good fit unless you give it to like Insomniac or something but Crystal Dynamics will be good because they're really good at cinematic but,
1: they, but they're activities. doing stuff for Sony exclusively
0: no I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm saying Crystal Dynamics is a good fit well not a good fit but like they're probably it's a case of like who else would you get to do it I think Crystal Dynamics like, it's a safe bet
1: yeah I, I don't know really who would be the best fit
0: like I th- I don't know why the theme of like the Avengers game seems like too broad of a game. You know,
1: it's generally going for a very broad appeal, so it's going to be mixed results. Speaking of broad appeal, are we going to
0: that now? Get to <laughs> it. No, I just want to rabble on forever about things I will never get. <laughs> the things but things se- that you. Speaking need. of things, I will actually get this time there around. There you go. Segue. Final Fantasy 7 remake Midgar. we finally saw Tifa and that's all I needed Tifa looks good people complained but fuck those people Tifa looks great her design looks good her voice actor is sublime breathtaking even her in-game action animation looks top notch
1: Tifa is too good for for life Like it's actually crazy how because I know there's supposed to be a whole poll of the game of, like, who do you choose as your romantic interests? And they just made Tifa Like, Tifa was already, like, the clear best choice back in the original game, but now yeah. it's, like, a just crazy one-sided now. affair.
0: Because you know what happens to the other girl, so why would you choose her if you know
1: <laughs> if it's it's a personality thing you know if it's just like thing if you're like i think they make sense as a pair but you're like man Tifa you're really freaking you look real good in this new design you look like you're fun to play as since the game is now an action rpg with full on combos and the battle system is being designed by the battle system developer and director of Kingdom
0: Hearts 2 which you don't know the name of
1: I have the name, I am just double checking that I pronounce it correctly. Aha! His name it's Mitsunori Takahashi. There you go. He is the Rowan responsible for Kingdom Hearts 2's arguably best Japanese action RPG battle system. Arguably.
0: Yes, arguably. I mean And he also worked on the Sidia series.
1: I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way: I showed my brother, who's thirteen, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake trailer, and he's seen like all sorts of RPGs. I've gotten to try stuff like uh, Fire Emblem. He's played other Final Fantasies. He's never really been interested. Like Final Fantasy Fifteen, he saw a trailer for it and was like, "This looks dumb." He saw mm. this trailer and he was like, "I want that day one." Yay! So he's learning. It looks it, this. I, I would say Final Fantasy VII remake looks like the most produced game ever the production values look absolutely insane
0: there's so much time to work on it and
1: there's gonna be a lot of time to work on the other parts
0: i hope this game is long enough to satisfy people's hunger for a while because i heard there's enough content for two blu-ray discs
1: uh supposedly there's 40 hours of midgar which I wouldn't mind. How to do? You, are you okay with that? Because that because the original Midgar sections like five or six hours in the original game.
0: From what I've seen, especially from the trailer where they added like the cloud flashback sections, and they actually incorporated new elements to it, like the ghosts, and you actually see Sephiroth during clouds like little quote unquote flashback hallucinations. I think it will be more expanded out with it's, content. Well, yeah, it's gonna be for. forty hours. Yeah, I'm okay with that to be honest. How come? From what I he- well, here's a bunch of theories I heard from people. Uh, the most um, convincing theory is that once you leave Midgar, like everything opens up, right? Yeah. I think you get access to like the airship, not right away. You have to, well, not right away. But like the is kind of linear.
1: Once you get out of Midgar, you have the option to roam around and do whatever. Mm. But it is like, hey, you got to go to this town, then this town, then this town. Then you got to get the buggy to go to this town. Then you got to go here to get the tiny bronco to go to this town. Then you go to the Temple of the Ancients. Then stuff happens.
0: I think. The length increased because they made it into an action game because I have to program more. And I would rather have them expanded into like two to three possible parts rather than trying to cram everything into one game, trying to ship it as one game. The
1: one thing I will say about Midgar is that that the opening hours, like the prologue of Final Fantasy VII, is
0: arguably the most memorable part of it. And that maybe that's why they're trying to focus on
1: well, it. Well, I think they're focusing on it because it's just too much to work on everything else, which and makes to continue,
0: sense. My theory is like once they open, reach, uh, get out of Midgar, by that point, hope the PS5 is probably released by then, and at that point, they can actually go beyond what they originally planned. And since I have more horsepower for it, I can add more stuff to it. I'm just hoping it's feasible to
1: be able to add that stuff. Like if they are capable of it. Because my 10 cents is, I don't want Final Fantasy XV open world, where it's really boring, it's empty, every quest is the same. You're either hunting a monster, Mm -hmm. or you're running up, grabbing something, running up, killing a mob, running back, talking to a random NPC, and that's it. I don't want it to be a boring open world that feels like lifeless that feels empty and devoid of anything cool like Midgar's a really cool city final fantasy 7 has a lot of shit to do and find and if they can nail that sense of like wonderment and give me engaging content like i will i'm all on board and the other thing i'd say is if you're gonna remake a game make it a different thing don't give me the exact same game because i have the original game that, like, that's my big takeaway, is I'd rather play something different than play the same game again.
0: I think that's the thing, too, right? Because they made it into an action game, which means they need to add more elements to it rather than just a um, static,
1: yeah, like,
0: traditional RPG. They need to add more movements, they need to actually, like, program hitboxes, like the, animation uh,
1: cutscenes. The, the boss fight in the first mm-hmm. reactor.
0: Like, that looks like it takes way longer than the actual yeah, fight that in the Yeah, the actual fight, fight
1: in the fight, game so. is like two minutes.
0: And this, it like, just takes like 15 or 20. And
1: don't attack with the tails up. This thing's way more involved. There's way more mechanics in play. And because it's an action RPG, there's a whole system of rewarding player skill that you can't really incorporate in a turn-based game. Turn-based games are based off of knowledge. Action RPGs are more mechanically demanding. So, there's more they can do.
0: And I think that's why they need they need to push it to like three different games and I don't mind them pushing to three different games because some of the later bosses they're gonna be like larger than size one should take down once should go after all like the weapons like the gem weapons those might take like Who knows? I don't know maybe like dark soul level like boss fights if the size, like the scale goes as I expect it to be. And yeah, like I don't really mind them like spreading over, like multiple parts. Yeah. If the game is good enough, I'm willing to wait for it. And I'm surprisingly willing to give money for it. And if people are complaining that, oh, like we don't get the whole game experience, like you're comparing a game that came out like what? Like early
1: 1997?
0: Yeah, 1997 up till now. Like games are way more demanding like in terms years of development. Later. Like doesn't matter How much money or like Staff that Square Enix has It's gonna take Like that's forever. like It's gonna take forever Yeah Especially with the transition Like it's a remake Not a remaster If it was a remaster Then yeah, yeah. like Why aren't they doing it In one game But this it's a, Like people need to get that Through their head the, the, Like remake means They're literally Remaking it from scratch It's a
1: re-imagining. The, the The key important thing Is they keep the spirit Of the original game But they still create A new unique And worthwhile experience That's the big thing like, here's a good example. Trials of Mana is now playable in English. I just looked at footage for the remake, and outside of the new perspective and obviously new visuals and some of the battle mechanics being altered, it looks like one-to-one. The bosses are the same. They they are more or less the same experience. Like Like, there's no voice acting. There's no redone music like it looks like for outside of like the the changes to the visual style it looks more or less the same do i have value in that like do i need to go pick that up and play it after downloading the original i don't have a lot of incentive to but if it was a completely reimagined version of that game i would probably be more inclined to try it And I think that's why Final Fantasy VII looks really promising. And it it looks fun. And I'm curious to see where it goes. My only gripe being, am I going to get sick of Final Fantasy VII? If they drag it out for like, let's say each part takes like five years to develop. Am I going to have the patience to wait for part three? Hmm. Will players have the patience? How many are going to be able to keep going and keep going forward with it?
0: Yeah, especially because the gamers who played seven back in like the originals are reaching their like thirties and forties yeah. even.
1: It's a lot to ask.
0: I think the success of the well, I don't know if they're even gonna call it part one, two, or three. That's also like a good question to ask. Like, what are they gonna name the future ones? Like, it's gonna call it part two. I, I,
1: Whatever. I don't
0: know. Like the point being, if they measure the success on the first one, like they might literally just. I would hold off on like releasing Final Fantasy sixteen and <laughs> just put all my efforts into just getting this out the door. Well, I know yeah. they're like have separate teams for it, but even
1: they're They're probably at some point gonna announce sixteen and then they'll be like then it will come out in like a decade. But uh I, I'm really excited about the rebate. I think it's gonna be really good. Do you say rebate? Remake.
0: I'm excited about the remake. I'm excited rebate. about my
1: Final Fantasy rebate gonna give me enough money to purchase the
0: remake can we talk about the special edition real quick go for it holy shit that's a lot of moolah i okay here's the thing the figure that comes oh okay let's rewind it a bit they announced three different version skews for the remake the standard edition which just comes with the game as always the premium edition which comes with a steelbook two summons um, art book and vo- uh, audio CD for the soundtrack. There's a first class edition which comes with everything I just said for the premium edition, and it comes with the player arts Kai uh, figure of Cloud on a Shinra motorcycle, and it costs 329 USD. How much which, is that in moose dollars? Motherfucking. Four eighty before taxes, ish, and before shipping. And here's a kicker: the Square Enix store only offers one form of shipping. The first priority shipping, which I'm guessing is some USPS bullcrap, it costs eighty nine USD, which costs a hundred dollars in Canadian. This is the equivalent of Apple selling their fucking monitor with a thousand dollar monitor stand. Um, you, you don't you don't know what that is, but trust me on that.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Now, here's the grand total comes to of roughly about six hundred Canadian dollars for a game with a statue. Not a statue, a Figma. Figma. Which
1: which normally goes for a normal Figma goes for roughly somewhere between sixty to Whatever. maybe eighty Canadian. So this the Figma no, no. alone probably would cost like $130, 150 alone. No, no, this is a
0: statue. It's not a Figma. Are you sure? It looks like it's a Figma. It looks like he has joints you can pose. No, no. This is the, like, the Player Arts Kai version. Like, the actual, like, high resolution. Uh, Which are statues. expensive.
1: So that alone would probably cost, like, what?
0: $150? Ish. Like, the Advent Children's are, like, $300. bucks. you are basically paying for the statue. Here's a kicker before you go on.
1: I don't have anything to add. I was,
0: it's just crazy. I was talking to my co-worker about this, and he showed me his collection because he he owns the Advent Children one. Oh, no. There are two versions of the Advent Children one, apparently. The first one and the second one. The second one being more shiny. And it's the one from, you know, the bike that opens up has all the swords. <laughs> he showed me that if you remove some of the parts, it basically becomes what the the remake one is. So they might be just reusing some exact existing mold for this. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Why am I paying $300? Because you for-? suckers want it! I was almost I was we can't see because of the audio form, imagine me making a small pinching thing. I was that close to purchasing this thing because I was You had it in your shopping cart. You didn't you click pre-order? No I didn't. I I stopped myself because like wait, six hundred dollars gets me a lot of money and my brain was like elaborate. Wait, and I, I like, could <laughs> buy,
1: like, every game announced at E3 for $600. That's a lie. You could buy, like, almost
0: six games <laughs> for $600. I can almost get... I can guarantee you get a PS5 or a new gra- graphics card for that money.
1: Or I could get this cool statue of cloud.
0: Or just pay my car lease. I don't know. Or pay rent but or I buy al- food. Or I told myself, if this was Tifa, I would have probably bought it. Wow... But no, it's close. I don't give a fuck. Thy will be weak. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> um, yeah. So almost got suckered in, just like the sh- Shadowbringer one. Ugh. I something about like the like hype is an interesting thing. Like those crazy hype to makes people. it makes you spend money. It makes you think. It makes you put on rose-tinted glasses and think it, the world's it, a beautiful place. It
1: makes you uh, make some questionable decisions.
0: It makes you high. Hi- hype is a drug. I Hi-
1: own <laughs> nostalgia.
0: Hype is a drug. And those who can utilize hype will get money, apparently.
1: And they're sold out of the, this edition, so it worked.
0: Score. Enix sent me an email saying, oh, did you forget to, uh, you know, you pre-order this uh, statue? Away.
1: Why don't you uh, spend some more money, pal? Uh,
0: I stole in your cart. Do you just want to press that pre-order hey, button? We're holding it for uh, you. $100 shipping, bud. Hey. What else? It's Cloud. crowd But yeah, But, yeah, I, pre- I just ordered the Premium Edition from EB Games.
1: Such restraint.
0: Such restraint. Only... Not the bare minimum, but the mi- medium you know what I'm losing my mind I got it okay How much I got it <laughs> hundred bucks hmm. not bad I don't know I I I pre-ordered it but I might cancel to get the normal one especially if they're gonna do the multiple parts
1: that we already know you you realize that yeah I... that at some point in the future there's going to be a mega ultimate super ultimate soldier edition. That's gonna be all three parts. All the it's gonna be all the characters and their their statues. It's gonna be like everything, and it's gonna be like a thousand dollars.
0: I read this on Twitter that these it's gonna divide them up into parts where the first game is gonna be Midgar, and second game will lead up to the heiress dying (spoilers), and the third game will basically be after she dies. So here's the thing: the first cla- first. So that's just game. disc one. First game is is the Cloud statue. Second statue will be Aerith. And with the Cloud doing this pose. Cloud doesn't do (laughs) that. You're thinking of Sephiroth. Sephiroth, Sephiroth, yeah. Sephiroth will be like doing this with Aerith praying. That's the second statue. And the third statue will be just Cloud and Sephiroth doing like their initial pose before the final fight. Nah, it'll be Cloud in a wheelchair. Oof. (laughs) Would you buy a Sephiroth statue? I think that, that is like a high possibility. I wouldn't, but people would. I'm just saddened by all this. But at least the game looks nice and Tifa looks nice and that's all that matters. Tifa looks nice. Uh, I wonder if they're going to introduce like alternate costumes.
1: Maybe. I mean, they're probably going to have like DLC stuff. I'm sure there will be a pack for the uh, Advent Children
0: costumes because those are a popular design. That would be very nice because I love Tifa's outfit for Advent Children. I don't Who's know why. Say? It makes it look hip. Also, one th- one detail I really liked in the remake is that different weapons actually appear in game rather than just just for some like Final in the original.
1: Thing.
0: Yep, I'm glad they kept and that. And materia can slots the materia. Were used on your weapons. That hole actually makes sense now for the Buster Sword. What was the hole for? You stuck your the materia di- in there. Oh. Dicteria in there. <laughs> 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 Stick... Yeah, it's for Materia. Stick your Materia. G- gain massive powers. I wonder where other people put their Materials for other characters. Shit's phallic. Does Tifa just put it on a gauntlet? Yes. Don't the- go anywhere else with this. I've seen things. Because the Ezra children... Because the Advent Children one, the guy puts it in his... They literally put it in their forearms. It just
1: goes into your... your,
0: (laughs) It literally just just goes in. absorbed
1: in in Advent Children, but...
0: We'll we'll leave it at that. Let's just say, in the event of all these announcements, (laughs) there's been a lot of artwork floating around on Twitter. Dude, people are complaining that they think that Tifa's breast got nerfed. Which I don't agree with. I mean, the original
1: artwork was... She was like... Super squished, so her she had exaggerated proportions, like her tube arms and stuff like that. So her chest got like expanded in like that version, but she looks amazing. People who say that she does not are wrong. I will say she
0: does look a bit thin.
1: She looks very slightly. She looks a little thin. cutified. I always thought Tifo's a more like mature character. Tough
0: tough yeah I, tough I'd
1: thing. say mature in that like I always got a vibe she was like a little older than Cloud and like a little older than Aerith but in the remake it looks like Aerith is the older young, than her older one yeah and Tifa looks younger because like they cutified her a bit but she looks good and her design is pretty faithful to the original version
0: so she is never leaving my party I mean there you go Avar even though Yuffie's optimal who
1: cares about optimal? Yuffie <laughs> and Sid and Cloud is optimal party.
0: I thought everyone just goes Cloud, uh, Red 13 and Vincent.
1: No, Vincent's like not optimal. He's the best magic user, but he's not optimal.
0: I saw people using red thirteen a lot though. He is okay. He, he gets
1: a really overpowered item at near halfway at disc one.
0: Oh my god, can can you imagine him being super animated? Can you you imagine that scene
1: where Hojo's gonna try to get him and Eris to fuck?
0: Yeah, people are talking about like what scenes are they actually gonna keep. I mean, how much of Don Corneo are they gonna keep? What's Cloud Cross Dressing gonna look like? It's gonna blow up the internet. How they
1: could explain that woman just show up to Don Corneo's house to fuck him?
0: Are they going to remake the scene where Tifa has a slap bore on the top of the bridge? Are deck? they
1: going to remake the
0: scene where they all threaten to harm Don Corneo's dick while his dick's out? Can you get over the dick thing? You've been you're acting really weird today. <laughs> Ever since the boob slider,
1: dude, you can't get any weirder than six boobs anywhere.
0: Only Don sticks. All right, Final Fantasy VII remake. Game of show. Game of show
1: absolutely the end
0: all right wrapping up other stuff that square enix announced they announced dlc for kingdom hearts three
1: in the most boring fucking fashion possible a trailer with a single music track playing over it no voice acting and just giant text on screen
0: exposition
1: holy crap i do not look forward to this dlc holy fuck i'm so done with kingdom hearts oh my god is
0: it even a dlc if you think about it? you just get to play as other characters in the same boss battles i don't know what, which I,
1: I honestly don't know the full extent of what this dlc will be but i'm not really crazy about it
0: i mean you get new form so you get the oath keeper form now which is you get great the Oathkeeper, i guess then,
1: keyblade but
0: and which means that you get the oblivion one soon i guess. I don't know. That was also popular. They
1: didn't really show anything in that one minute and fifty second trailer to excite me. I thought it was very underwhelming and it's expanding on stuff that I don't think needs to be expanded upon, so I don't really care.
0: Perfect. And I think that was it for the major news for the Square Enix section, unless you want you can think of other things to talk about. Then we will move on to the final. Final. Fantasy! We're gonna move on to the final level of E3: the quote-unquote savior of E3: Nintendo.
1: They sure showed off a lot of video games.
0: They sure showed off a lot of ports.
1: They sure did.
0: And we talked about most of them because we're smart, so we can talk about the good stuff.
1: Yep, we're smart, all right.
0: Alright, let's start off with the small ones that we don't know anything about before we go into the stuff we know everything about. Breath of the Wild 2 got teased.
1: Hey, it looks like Breath of the Wild.
0: But spookier.
1: And maybe dungeons?
0: Zelda has shorter hair. Maybe Gan, evil Ganon underneath the castle? So many fan art of Zelda having shorter hair. Hey,
1: do you know her- she got a haircut?
0: She has shorter hair.
1: Hey, there's a there's some spooky stuff down there.
0: But Zelda has shorter hair. She
1: does. There's not really much to comment on because it was basically them saying, Hey, guess what, fuckers? We're developing more Zelda. Who would have thought?
0: But I'm glad the direction they're taking in, because I think someone said like it might be darker than Majora's mask.
1: <laughs> like. There's no basis for that! We saw it twenty seconds of nothing!
0: Spooky no no they I think they talked to a developer.
1: That's a lot of hearsay. Like, people would argue Twilight Princess is darker than Majora's Mask. And they Nintendo certainly thought so, but that is not the case.
0: Nothing will be darker than Majora's Mask. That initial trailer freaked the fuck out of me when I was a kid.
1: It was a freaky-ass game. But, I mean, it's cool that there's more Zelda. Uh, I'm personally more excited about the Link's Awakening remake. I actually pre-ordered it during this podcast, so... That's coming uh... out soon, in September
0: gonna be good i heard it was bad from fucking who now let me let me love from who people actually play the game at who maybe what matt Matt from the yo video games
1: yeah but he's a jaded asshole so who gives a fuck wow
0: anyway but the common consensus was well bad is a bad word but i heard there's frame rate issues and there you know we talked about how a remake some remakes are like just one-to-one
1: yeah
0: this is one of the scenarios and there's frame rate issues and there's some areas where it might be a glitch maybe not but like music doesn't play where it should be kind of
1: thing. i'm assuming that are just bugs it's not coming an and
0: idea. the game just plays like the original and it's just it's just a, gr- a facelift it pl- now that can't i'm not saying that's a bad thing but that's a general concern. the
1: general consensus the consensus is, too, is that Link's Awakening is one of the best-designed Zelda games. It's one of the most unique. And the biggest thing holding it back, way back when this was first announced and we talked about in this podcast, was that in the original game, you only had access to two buttons. Now you have access Jump to a whole, kill. whole bunch.
0: Jump and kill a menu. And... So now yeah.
1: you can do a bunch of shit with all the buttons. You don't have to constantly go back to the menu, which instantly makes this play a million times better. And goddamn, I like how it looks. Link looks so precious. This game's going to be great.
0: They announced Amiibo for him.
1: And they... Yeah, it looks good. It's going to be good. I'm really excited about it.
0: I hope you're happy with your purchase. Me
1: too. <laughs> I imagine it'll be a great remake of a great
0: game. I hope it doesn't suffer with frame rate issues. which they can fix over patches, I guess. But and I will wait for yet. the jury. I will wait for the jury. Next announced game, No More Heroes Three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm actually excited.
1: I mean, No More Heroes One, After was how good Travis Strikes Back was.
0: But this is a main number in the series. That's why that means yeah. it's gonna be good.
1: What was Suda Fifty? Was Suda Fifty last game before Travis Strikes Back?
0: Dot dot dot. What did that, that
1: game with like Uncle Death or whatever? Is a free to play game.
0: Oh yeah, that one.
1: Yeah. What well, before that?
0: I don't it's know been it. ten
1: years <laughs> since No More Heroes, so I'll be curious. I'll be curious. It's I'm a little weirded out because Travis Strikes Back was kind of like this weird last hurrah, and they brought in a different voice actor for that, and then now they have the original voice actor back. I don't know, it's weird.
0: Let it die was the game you're yeah. thinking of.
1: I mean, hey, why not? It could be cool. Again, we didn't actually get gameplay, so I don't know.
0: But we did get in-game cutscenes. No,
1: we didn't. <laughs> I mean, there's no way that's
0: in-game. I mean, for that game, it how was clearly can they even make trailer. a CG using in-game assets though? How do you know? Like full. C- because what's the point of making a full CG, like, trailer for that specific game? Because
1: that's how they that get people game? excited about games! That's what you just... No, were no, no, th- think about Windows
0: it. No, no, think about it. That fucking game is fucking sell, like, like, Switch- sell shade. Even if it's CG, like, you'll... You can sell
1: shit a CG trailer.
0: No. You it, see what Switch I've,
1: games look like. You know they don't look like that.
0: I mean, it's never been on Switch before. It's all in the, like, oh Wii U games. Oh, my God. I mean, it doesn't even look look that good of a CG, though. Yeah, because... That's what what I'm convinced! Grasshopper has a shoestring budget! Travis Strike's back looked like dog shit! I'm looking at it right now, but like...
1: It's not in-game, it's not Andy. If it's
0: in-game, I'm gonna kick your ass. (laughs) Why? Cuz, you always say I'm wrong, but I'm usually right. Moving on, we got two more to cover and then that should be oh my god this e e3 podcasts are tiring
1: yep i'm tired it's getting late
0: all right let's do the one that you care about kind of not really the new fighters for smash has been announced one for the east and one for the west the East got Dragon Quest hero character, and the West got Banjo and Kazooie.
1: They got Dragon Quest Protagonist, who's based off the Dragon Quest XI one, but then they have alternate color and uh, costumes schemes for uh, Dragon Quest Three, which is the most popular one in Japan, Dragon Quest IV, Dragon Quest uh, Eight, and am I missing one? Or is that all four? It's four of them, right? Yep. They got they got, they got they got the biggest people. ones. I wish five could have got shown off, but he looks pretty weird compared to the other ones.
0: And from what I saw, you can choose like different magic. Yeah. In the command. Menu. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll be curious. Was that dependent on the Skinner?
1: No, I think that's just different magic they're showing off. So I'll be really curious to see how they actually play. But I thought they looked really cool. It's it's cool that they finally got one of the most important IPs in their game. Mm-hmm. and i think Dragon quest really cool i think it looks he looks way more fun to play than banjo and kazooie
0: which the western audiences were super hyped about
1: i never really got why just because it's so obscure and
0: it was one of the biggest games for n64 yeah you but gotta admit that
1: there was it's I easy know- to be a big game for the n64 when there's no games for the n64
0: I think the public image has been tarnished because of the whole Xbox 360 versions where it just became a Minecraft car racing simulator or whatever the hell that was for Xbox 360 when Rare was going through a phase. But I think I Sakurai somehow pleased both the East and Western audience, but at the same time caused the super debate amongst the community because the western audience is saying what the hell is dragon quest and the eastern community is like what the hell is banjo kazooie
1: apparently a lot of people in japan were like super hyped about banjo kazooie and it was trending really apparently
0: well i can speak for the western one because i saw so many threads about Part a people complaining to another sword boy I mean and that's B, people barely remember what, barely know what Dragon Quest is outside mind, of like eleven and eight. Most of the
1: Smash player base is fifteen. I mean, they they could have played
0: Dragon Quest. Yeah,
1: but most of them are like people. Most people who play Smash only play Smash. They don't know. They um, don't know half
0: the characters but, in the goddamn game. But they know Banjo Kazooie. They certainly do. Which I think is the whole, like, just a sheep syndrome, to be honest. Yeah. Like, they don't actually know. But if they're, like, a popular streamer slash player knows it, they're like, oh, yeah, I like that, too. It's a whatever. I mean, that takes up two of the DLC slot now, right? Along with Joker, that's three.
1: Yeah. Wait, does this
0: count as a DLC guest, guest slot, or is it just... I don't know. It's a good question. Because it's not really like a guest guest because like Banjo... Oh, no, I, I guess it is if you think about it. You know what? I don't really care. I haven't even bought Joker, so... Did you buy Joker? I have the Fighter Pass, so I'll get all of them. Oh, Lord. Um, Yeah, I haven't even really touched Smash ever since like the Piranha Plant DLC. So, yeah. It's been a hot minute about Smash all right here is the final one we have reached it the final game that we can talk about I know there was like Luigi's Mansion 3 and the the game that Platinum is making where you have like cybernetic wolves that help you fight and it kind of looks like a freedom freedom Wars on the PSP slash Sora online but you know what we'll talk about those later but Pokemon sword and shield more info more game mechanics talked about more corgis more corgis more controversies about character design and more controversies about company decisions which one do you want to tackle first i honestly (laughs) don't care about any of it most of the
1: complaints about character design is really stupid and dumb it's just. She's showing
0: too much it's skin. It's just left.
1: It's just left wing. Typical left wing idealism. It's just like people already have dispelled it. They've gone look at what Olympic athletes wear. It's literally what look she's what Misty wearing. Misty wears. Misty wears less, and she was
0: younger. And people ate it up. Where was your outrage? You don't care because she's Misty's white. Is that why? <laughs> or do you not care because she was eleven? i actually like the new gym leader design she's very stylish i like it yeah although she has fucking tubes on her shoes (laughs) which is kind of odd it's a fashion statement don't tell me it's a flotation device motherfucker (laughs) um we talked about pokemon the last podcast right yes because that's where they actually announced it yeah and we talked about the whole dynamex thing yep yada yada yada. they
1: showed off more um
0: so they actually had a demo at E3 which led up to the the gym battle and you had two more Pokemons introduced a heart shaped ass Corgi and a little yokai watch looking imp thing. Very progressive. But I think the most important news that came out of this is that you can't bring over any Pokemon from the previous games that are not part of the Galar region anymore. Yeah, and if you go on the Pokemon Reddit, every single top thread right now it's about people talking about why the sudden decision to not allow it anymore. Ever since like the previous games all did it, and they all there's the biggest argument is like oh there's too many Pokemon to like animate it's or too, 3D. It's too much work, but,
1: too many models, too much it's just too much it's going to take too long
0: but the counter argument is they already made all all the 3Ds are ready to go because they had to make it for X and Y onwards yeah so yeah there's a debate right now of what's going to happen Um, is Game Freaks actually going to like say go back on their word Um, the word from Japan is that this is their new company policy going forward that they're not going to allow they're going to try to limit the amount of pokemon in each game because the amount is getting kind of ridiculous at this point oh because there's no
1: one but themselves to play
0: yeah that's what you get for like, introducing so many pokemon but like but i kind of understand from both sides and i think the biggest um people who are affected by this are those people who are like you know breeders and or professional players and people who take like evie and ivy training seriously And people who play uh, competitive Pokemon I think the people
1: that are affected the most is just the people who want to play... Like, they want to use their favorite Pokemon. And there's a chance your favorite Pokemon might not be in it. Which is shitty. Because that's like half the fun of Pokemon
0: is making your favorite team. Which my stance is kind of opposite against that. Because every new Pokemon game I play, I tend to find my new team within that game yeah
1: that's fair that's a big part of it too but it's also a huge part to pick your favorites like imagine they didn't have like garchomp that'd be huge people would be pissed even if they introduce a new dragon type though they always introduce new dragon types yeah but there's some that are staples especially if you're going to get
0: competitive and whatnot oh yeah like i think that's my point like it It really affects those who are, like, competitive. Like, I get... I kind of get, like, you want to play with your favorite Pokemon in the new region, I guess. If you're, like, that kind of attachment. But I I don't see it from that angle, to be honest. Like, what's your take on this? Uh, I think it... Do you care?
1: I I think it's kind of shitty. Because there's Pokemon I really like to use if they're available. Like, I'm a big fan of Ampharos. And if I can get Ampharos in-game, I'll generally try to. But... There's not much I can do if, uh, this is, like, the limitations they're under. Like, I al- I also like catching new Pokemon and, and testing out stuff. But it- it's, a du- it's a two-side street. Like, for every Pokemon, new Pokemon that I like, there's probably going to be, like, five that I like that might not be in the game. I don't know what their actual limitations are. Maybe it's a thing of there's only, like, a hundred Pokemon missing. But it's at the point, and we kind of discussed this earlier, or last time, with, uh pokemon but um there's there's so many mechanics in pokemon there's so much baggage there's mega evolutions there's pokemon combinations there's z moves there's alolan versions there's alpha versions there's primal super versions there's like all this shit Pokemon fusion there's dynamo dynamax versions there's so much and i think it's getting to the point where they're suffering from all the bloat of their series so they need to resolve that or we're at the point where they just have to keep going by subtracting
0: i think this is their way of like trying to deal with it as you said but it's just not making it's not a decision that the player base is going to be happy with. Yeah, and I think it's one of those like necessary evils that need to happen. Yeah, moving forward, we don't have much choice. I think they also adds onto the fire because they introduce this whole like, oh, Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Home or whatever, and they're and like, then now nope, just to be like, like,
1: nope,
0: it's only for the future game on. I hope you didn't save
1: all your favorite Pokemon that might not be in here. Teehee.
0: One thing I will say that was a weird experience for me is how, you know, X and Y, if you beat the game, they gave you like the stars from the previous games. Yep. That kind of ruined it for me in a way, because I had my initial six that, you know, I beat the game with. And then you give me the stars from the previous games, which are super good. And I'm sitting there going like, okay, I have to level these up again. And they're better than my current team. Like, it's, it was kind of weird. For X and like, Y I, or black I, and white? Wasn't X and Y the one where... X you, like, and Charmant Y, and the
1: they gave you a lot of free Pokemon during the main game. So you got your starter, yeah. your Kanto starter at like before the first gym.
0: And then when you beat the game, you get the uh, Johto ones, don't you? Yeah,
1: so you get even yeah. more. But that, that's mainly for
0: collection. But the point being, they gave you a lot of freebies in that game. so. Which I didn't like, to be honest. Because it kind of made it too easy. And it, and it also took away from the fact... It didn't make me go after the new ones, yeah. cause why do I go after the new ones if the if I know these, like the original Canto ones are way better.
1: Also, you know? there's something I want to address about the Final Fantasy VII remake trailer that they showed up at E3 right. that I don't know if you caught. Um, you know when Sephiroth taunts Cloud?
0: It's what Zack yeah. says. That's fucked, <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked. Up. That's
1: fucked up. I love it. <laughs>
0: Also, i really turned... Don't you find it weird when Sephiroth says a lie? You gotta run away, Cloud. <laughs> you gotta let it go. Well, like, I, I, initially like, like, when I
1: saw it, I thought he was saying that because you know, he needs Cloud for his whole plan. Yeah. I thought that's why, and then someone was like dude, that's what Zack said when he was like, dying. And I was like oh fuck, is this gonna be those scenes in 7 when Cloud's like grabbing his head, writhing in pain and the screen goes red, he gets the the voice in his head—is that what this is? It's a visualization of that.
0: Yeah, that's what—that's like the new content they're adding in. Like even with the ghoul scene, where like Aerith and Cloud are like getting surrounded by the ghosts, that's all new stuff. That wasn't in the actual version. That wasn't. In yeah, the original yeah, game. that wasn't either. So I'll, I'll be curious to see how it pans out. That's how the game is going to be forty hours long, <laughs> all these included things. Um, but yeah, Pokemon. I'm I still pre-ordered it regardless of what happens, Pokémon still a single player experience for me so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I
1: like I said, I'm not feeling it, so I'll I'm okay.
0: There's enough to spend my money on. So I think with that all the major news is covered. Fire Emblem
1: Three Hoses showed off that there's a time skip and that your player-created character, Avatar, gets silver hair, making him just like Robin and Corrin. Oh,
0: yeah. You know, I kind of forgot about it because you're... You told me, quote-unquote, this might be a Fire Emblem game I I might actually skip. I will say, the time skip
1: stuff they showed made me way more interested because they showed, hey, it's not only going to be high school, military high school. It's Uh actually going to be about other stuff.
0: No, I want the high
1: school stuff only. There's going to be a shit ton of that. That's still the main focus. Woo! Which is shitty. But that's the main focus. Woo! They're also bringing back marriage because people can't live without their goddamn shipping. Oh, but they confirmed no child units, which I'm happy for because I only want that in games where the whole generation system matters. Sure. Had no business being in
0: fates. Are you still getting it, though? I
1: don't know. I, I'm i not really... Uh, there's, there's already, like, Shadowbringers coming out that month. And there's a lot of stuff coming out near the end of June. So I'm not in a rush. I could live waiting for a sale. Or waiting till my birthday or something like that. Like, I'm okay waiting.
0: Isn't Death Stranding coming on your birthday? It comes
1: out the day after and I pre-ordered it during this podcast.
0: Wow, such dedication and
1: focus. Well, it was on sale. Sure. sixty bucks instead of seventy nine
0: ninety nine. That's been the prices all along on Amazon for the past two weeks. <laughs> it could go up. No, it won't. It could. Anyway, um, I think one thing to touch up on is notable omissions from this, other than Sony. Capcom only showed Monster Hunter World. Yep. DLC. Which I'm kind of sad about because people were thinking that they might announce Resident Evil 3 Remake using the RE2 engine.
1: I mean, if that's all they're going to do is remake RE games, I'd hope that they would do more.
0: I also hope that they would kind of remake Onimusha Onimusha in using the RE engine or something like that. I kind of speculated on that when they announced it, but that didn't happen. Konami didn't do anything this series. They showed off a new Contra game and the Contra collection. That's it, right? Yeah, but they did more than most publishers. But that's, that was just during the uh, Nintendo conference, wasn't it? It was part of that, yes. And the new Contra yeah. game looks rough.
1: I heard it's.
0: It, I didn't even know it was a Contra game when I first saw it. I was like, what is it, this? It's a
1: different perspective, <laughs> and it looked pretty uh, janky.
0: Um, any other developer you thought that was going to be E3 that didn't show anything? Atlas didn't come either this time.
1: They had a Persona 5 Royal trailer. That's all they really needed to do. They showed up. They have a, they're have demoing Catherine full body. I wasn't really expecting a lot. I'd say, if anything, mm. I'm a little disappointed with the From Software stuff. I was hoping to see more out of uh, Elden Rings? Ring.
0: No Bloodborne 2.
1: I mean, I'm not expecting Bloodborne <laughs> 2
0: especially when they just uh, like release a cure like not not that long ago. Hmm. I'm actually surprised no like update for Bloodborne 2. Yeah. Who knows. Or Bloodborne PC for one thing. Like don't they like money? Also no new fighting game announcement of anything this year. No. No Tekken deal, no Tekken season 3 teaser or anything. No Street Fighter 5 anything. Um we got Samurai Showdown trailers here and there but that wasn't really part of E3 I don't think.
1: Also do you know what we forgot to talk about? That was a random announcement. Panzer Dragoon remake. Yes. That was so weird.
0: Much like the Fantasy Star Online 2 announcement.
1: Yeah, but I'm glad they exist. I'm glad it happened. It's just out of the blue. I guess. But we're nearing two hours, Andy. Are we calling it? Is this it? Have we discussed E3 2019 in its glorious entirety?
0: Give me your... Game of show? Game of show, anticipated game for the coming future, and disappointment. Go.
1: Biggest disappointment, I'm going to say, is Contra. Because I really liked their uh, Contra... freaking what was it called? Rebirth they did on the WiiWare. i thought that was a really fun mm. contra game and they go we're gonna do a new contra game and it looks like absolute garbage so i was pretty bummed out by that as for game of show i think it has to be final fantasy 7 remake nothing else impressed like that mm. um as for one i'm looking forward to the most there's a lot to look forward to especially this year uh, I'm somewhere between, like, Link's Awakening, I'm really excited about. Um, Death Stranding technically wasn't an E3, but I'm excited for that. Nope. Um, kind of cheating, but I'm really excited about the Dragon Quest XI Switch port.
0: For some... Which did not... That did not get an E3 discount, I'm so mad. Yeah. I gotta pay full price for that. I'll,
1: I mean, I already paid full price for the PS4 version, now I'm gonna pay full price for this new version so don't you feel cheated no because it's a willing choice i made because i played like 10 hours the ps4 version and then they announced the switch port and i was like
0: (sighs) trade it in trade your ps4 copy i don't think
1: it's worth anything anymore
0: Uh, ah i think it's
1: better off just holding on to Ooh, but uh i'm really excited to play that that
0: might be the one i'm most forward to looking to all right let's go over my obvious answers that you know game of show final fantasy 7 most anticipated game ghostwire and then most disappointment i have to say the avengers because i thought well to be honest i don't know what i was expecting for that game but with all the hype they're building it up i thought that it was going to be something that i'll be excited for but once i actually saw it i'm like eh. I know some people are saying like, oh the graphics are great, the gameplay looks great, but initial thing, no, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. I mean I hope I see more of it in the near future and like as like the little hope I have maybe in like Crystal Dynamics will like blow me out of the water again, make it like super good. But you know, I gotta say it was a bit disappointing to me.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's a good pick. It was what I would describe as <sighs> underwhelming.
0: And then adding on to that, no other announcement from Capcom is a big hit for me, especially with their record like announcing like oh DMC five and Monster Hunter World and Resident Evil two. So like hotcakes. Yeah. Oh. Why aren't they using that momentum to announce new games using the same engine? They probably
1: great. need more time.
0: Or they might announce it during the cap like the Any PlayStation State of Play. fighting
1: game thing they're gonna announce during
0: the end of Capcom, uh, Cup. World Patrol. I think they might announce it for PlayStation, the State of Play for all, all the new Capcom teases. They they have to. They could. Like, what's the point of holding it on? I don't know. Also, Tekken New Tekken Seven Season Three info anything or like a new
1: Tekken game. No, you don't think so.
0: Um no unless they do like another like dream match kind of situation with like Tekken 7 engine is or they like do Tekken Tag
1: Te- Tekken Tag 3
0: I don't think they will because like the so? Tekken Tag 2 Tekken Tag 2 didn't do that well as I expected compared to Tekken Tag 1 and it people didn't like it either on the competitive side that's why they yarned it for like Tekken 7
1: hmm.
0: um looking forward to like Sam's show but that's another story yeah
1: that's also the end of the month um
0: Yep, we have a lot of things to talk about in the near future, which is good for me as a content creator. We actually have things to talk about. Hooray! Fuck yeah. Um, Before we sign off, I just want to ask you about your opinion on something. Square Enix Conference, the way they organized what they showed and when in terms of, like, progression, I thought it was a dumb move showing Final Fantasy VII from the get-go because it literally... Made people not focus on anything but the tr- like final Fantasy? but
1: 7. that's what they want. That's what I they think wanted. they
0: should. No, I, I know, I know that's what they wanted, but they sure just uh showed it after the Avengers. I
1: don't think it's dumb, Th- I think it's just unfair to everyone else who's a part of that.
0: That's why it's dumb. It, it, Life it's... is Strange got so much... <laughs> <laughs> that
1: game got shattered.
0: I feel so sad. That was so bad, dude. Like, everyone's still, like, talking about... Oh, my God, Final Fantasy VII, and, like, Life is Strange. So I'm like, why? Dude? Why you know? did you do this? Like, show the trailers, show Avengers, and then just end it with that... You know the initial screen they showed before the show started? Mm-hmm. With, the, like, the menu? If they went to black after Avengers and showed that that would have been like
1: but they got the conversation about the main thing they want people they want (sighs) they got the game they want to sell like a hundred million copies of out there and everyone's talking about it so that's what they wanted
0: I mean regardless of like how they showed it they would have sold no but they they
1: want that to be the whole conversation I guess so that's why otherwise I need to get the fuck to sleep
0: no, we have more news to cover. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Shamu Three is only on Epic Store. We're done. <laughs> well, you don't to care be about a Shamu Kickstarter
1: 3, so. backer.
0: Well, glad I got on the PS4, so I don't have to deal with that glad shit. Glad
1: I just waited for the smoke to clear.
0: Thank you for joining us and for this one hell of a podcast, which I'm super. Surprised that me and Darren could talk. Darren and I could talk this long about video games. We could, but Darren needs his beauty sleep, so. Thank you for joining us in this episode. Again, this podcast is available on major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, and if they approve us, Stitcher. Uh, it's a weekly podcast. We up I upload every Thursday on audio form and followed by YouTube VOD on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash The um, Last Blues TV. Um, sometime in the weekend, uh, my Twitter handle is at Last Blues. It's a personal Twitter, but you can comment, uh, DM me about your comments about the show, and leave us any feedback. And Darren's Twitter is at Gaming Pilgrim. He does the same thing. He also has a YouTube channel, and he will eventually stream. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah, I'm progress is going good. First for us so far, we're almost reaching the double-digit podcast. Hopefully, we can keep it up. I think we're making good strides. I don't know how you feel though.
1: Well, otherwise. You're. You're gonna finish it. Huh? You're.
0: Ari said my Twitter.
1: No! Keanu
0: Reeves bit! Oh, that. What kind of hell is that? I was just saying, (laughs) use (laughs) that to end it! Wow you know every time I do this podcast with you it's just like I hope when people listen to it it'll be like breathtaking to them (laughs) and that's how you when you come in say you say you're breathtaking that's how you do a setup that's how you do a setup remember
1: listeners you're breathtaking
0: we appreciate you and you're breathtaking and we hope you join us for all the future episodes to come uh, thank you for joining us again. My name is, my name is Andy, and that has been Darren. We're signing off. It was very breath- It has been very breathtaking. Goodbye.